A little bit of sad news before we make our picks for week 16 in this Christmas weekend slate of football games. Franco Harris, Steelers great. And this is the Immaculate Reception Week, too. Oh, yeah. Steelers, Steelers. So we'll get into that today. Make our six-pack of picks. We've got tons of playoff implications, including Thursday night preview as well. Jaguars, Jets coming up right now nfl analyst brian peacock and former nfl scout matt williamson bring you expert nfl analysis every day in less than 30 minutes get an inside look into the nfl on the field and in the front office with elite breakdowns next level analysis and in-depth information only for the real nfl fans this is peacock and williamson and it starts now Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson, as always. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find us on Twitter. Hit us up for our mailbag weekly segments at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, or just say hi or drop a comment on YouTube. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise well this game is definitely for you to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look up ultimate gm ultimate football gm on the app stores our listeners get a 100 free boost as well to their franchise when using promo code locked on in the game that's promo code locked on ultimate football gm in the app store or ultimate-gm.com This is crazy timing and news, Matt, with the passing too soon of Franco Harris at the age of 72 years old, which this is Franco Harris week. Like, how's this possible? This is blowing my mind because, you know, it's sad enough. I I woke up and I saw the Franco Harris news. It's like, oh, man, 72 years old. What? I I didn't hear about any, you know. Uh, ills or you know any uh, mm. health stuff with Franco Harris recently and and I know this is the the Raiders and Steelers week but it didn't really dawn on me it's like oh my gosh the timing of this is crazy so I'm sure this is the biggest story going on in your area up in Pittsburgh oh I woke up saw it on my phone like oh wow that's sad you know and then I get a shower come downstairs all the lo- local news channels have changed programming I mean it's it is now today is the immaculate reflection here in Pittsburgh <laughs> wow. I mean, all all everything has changed. Obviously, it, it, you know they, they they change the news. It's all that's on the news. I mean, it's amazing how into the Steelers, especially the '70s Steelers, that my hometown is. So, a couple things is it, 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 not everyone was aware. I mean, the, the Raiders are coming here Christmas Eve standalone night game because that's the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Steelers Raiders. I'm 49. Um, I was not born when the Immaculate Reception occurred, but my mom has told stories that she was about halfway through a pregnancy jumping around like crazy when Franco <laughs> picks it up. <laughs> and I thought you were going to say you were conceived later that evening. <laughs> the Immaculate Conception, <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> but she thinks that shaped my my path in this in this world. I do know, well, I don't know, but if he doesn't make that Immaculate Reception, I'm not sure I do this for a living, You know, to be very honest with you. I mean, that changed the whole city. When I was a kid, you know, the, when I was four or five years old, it was ingrained in my brain that the it's not the Browns, the Bengals, the Oilers back then that is that you hate the most. It's the Raiders. I mean, it was the best rivalry going in the 70s. Franco, you know, Al Davis, Chuck Noll, Rooney's, Cliff, Clifford Branch, on and on and on. I've interviewed Franco a few times. He's been all over 
this has been Franco week here. He's been all over the radio, all over TV. Frankly, he looked and sounded great. I don't know what happened to him. They just, I mean, all I've heard so far is he passed away last night. And a couple little nuggets here is, um, this this might people might not believe me, but when you when you land in Pittsburgh's airport and you go down these escalators to go get your bags, and so everyone passes by these two statues. One of them is Franco picking the ball off his shoelace, the immaculate reception. And then there's another guy to his right. I didn't know who that other guy was until I was like 35. It's George Washington. <laughs> and <laughs> everyone stops and takes a picture with Franco. I would never go down the escalator on the right. I'm like, who's that guy in the old red jacket? Like, that's the founder of our nation, Matt. And I'm like, uh, I, I didn't know that until like 15 years ago. To okay, be very so honest. You're in Pittsburgh. It's Franco Harris here. Everybody else starting here. Right. And, you know, just to kind of put a, 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 a an exclamation point on it is the Steelers asked me five years ago, and you can find it on YouTube. They asked me, it's widely known that Joe Green's the best Steeler ever. So they said, Matt, please do a five minute video on who you think the second best Steeler is. And I picked Mel Blunt. And, and I have this great long diatribe about why Mel Blunt's the second best Steeler. But if you go ask the old school folks that have been with the team a long time, they all say, you should have picked Franco. I'm like, ah, I, I'm still a little bit running backs don't matter. So I couldn't you know, go down that road. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little young. Running backs mattered. They too. mattered. You yeah. built around running backs. It was yeah. all about the running game. Yeah. But I mean, you'll see it this week. You'll see it during the game. Joe Green will tell you we weren't the Steelers until we got Franco, you know, so it, the city's devastated. I've interviewed him a few times. I'm sure he doesn't know who I was, but a very respectful and insightful guy. And if there ever was any doubt, which I'm sure in your mind there is not, it was a catch. Oh, yeah, dude. No doubt about it. And but, so, go ahead. some of the rivalry stuff from those 70s Raiders Steelers stuff is unbelievable. Like, I'm not saying it's true, but I got a pretty good indication that the there was a playoff game here on the old school AstroTurf, and Al Davis complained to the league that why is it so icy outside the numbers but not inside the numbers? And nobody would think twice about that. But the reason, as myth goes, but I also know that it's frankly true, mm -hmm. is somebody brought a hose to the sidelines to the numbers well before the game to slow down Cliff Branch. <laughs> they were the bomb throwing, you know, they weren't an inside run team. They were bombs away speed. So, well, you're not quite as fast on ice, Mr. Branch, you know, against Mel Blunt. You know, Al Davis used to say, the only man Mel Blunt fears is Clifford Branch. <laughs> well, not on that day when he couldn't run on the ice. You know, there's all kinds of stuff like that. And unbelievable hits on Lynn Swan. Uh, Joe Green runs on the field and like carries his dead body off the field and Jack Tatum and slamming Bradshaw on his head and all kinds of stuff. So you'll probably see a lot of that Saturday night when this game comes around that rivalry. Yeah. Uh, and I love it's that amazing. old stuff. So uh, I can't wait to see it and no doubt endless Franco Harris tributes now, which was already going to be very happen, heavy right? Franco Harris weekend. And man, the 50th anniversary, the timing is just unbelievable. And, and yeah. looking at this football game, the first of our six pack here, Matt, because of all of this and the Christmas Eve night primetime game. I mean, looking at the bet online lines here, Steelers favored by two and a half. I mean, Steelers by a million. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I host the drive, which you can find on Steelers.com every day. And we always analyze the schedule. And the day the schedule came out, we said, there's no way the Steelers lose this game. I and mean, we didn't know that Franco was going to pass away, but we knew it was 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception on Christmas Eve, 8 o'clock at home. Tomlin never loses a night game at home, let alone in under these circumstances. But the Steelers always play bad against the Raiders, like in my lifetime. I mean, not 70 Steelers. I mean, like, there's, there's, they always find a way to lose against this team. They're very different teams. I mean, the Steelers are now ball control, no big plays. The Raiders don't have much on defense, but they stop the run reasonably well, which is the key. Kenny Pickett's going to be back. But Waller and Renfro eased into action last week, and they really needed those guys because people were starting to take away Devontae Adams. Can the Steelers stop Josh Jacobs? Can they slow down Max Crosby? I, I can't pick against the Steelers for our, you know, right now. So I'm going to say they win by three, and, you know, lots of towels will be flying in Franco's honor. Oh, Steelers by double digits. <laughs> yeah, easiest, easiest bet of the season for me right here. And uh, look, the Raiders coming out like the Raiders. It's almost like the Raiders won their Super Bowl. Uh, I've seen numerous clips of like the Raiders fans in the stands, you know, winning that game against the Patriots in just yeah, a yeah. ridiculous fashion. Um, this team's been so up and down. And so I think an extremely focused, uh, you know, this this is going to be an important game. Win it for Franco sort of a thing um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and the Raiders aren't a team that that I can bet on that I feel really good about consistently mm -hmm. week to week, even though they have had an uptick and played a little bit better. They were still really ugly against the Patriots last week, even in oh, that win yeah. and gifted that win instead of going to overtime. So this one's pretty easy for me. Give me the Steelers all day. Can you cover? Can you bracket? Can you do whatever with Devontae Adams? Don't get hit with some big plays. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a little bit worried about stopping the run and, and the way Josh Jacobs has been playing this year, leading the league in rusher, rushing with the he'll, he'll surpass 1,500 yards in this game. But uh, I, I think the Steelers will be up to the challenge here. So, uh, yeah, give me Pittsburgh all the way. Yeah, I mean, the place will be crazy. The emotions will be high. And I'm sure every commercial break, there'll be a Franco highlight or a, you know, Raiders Steelers highlight, Madden, you know, Noel, all those guys. So it, it would be a fun environment. And hopefully the whole nation enjoys it. Next, we've got major playoff implications, especially Saturday. We're going to stick with the Saturday Christmas Eve games here in our six pack of picks, including Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets Thursday night. Coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Really geeked about this one. Our new uh, new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM as young Brian Peacock did, uh, managing your own football franchise, well, your dream can come true. And in this game, it's definitely for you because you can manage every st strategic aspect of your team. Play through the season, lead your team to glory, lead your team to multiple seasons, build a 25 year long dynasty. You're responsible for everything. Of course, making draft picks, hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading, trading players, uh, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, the ups and downs of the season, secure some naming rights, get some more cash influx to your team so you can build that monster of a dynasty on ultimate football GM. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable on offline. So, you know, we can play on the go, play as you want, whenever you want to with this game. Uh, Locked On listeners also get a 100% free boost to their franchise, make it a little bit easier to get going and start building that dynasty uh, using promo code Locked On in the game store. Use promo code, that's one word, all caps, Locked On. So make sure 
you subscribe and check it out today. Uh, uh, the, the promo code is locked on ultimate dash GM.com is where you can find the game or look it up on the app store or whatever um, device you have. And that's ultimate football GM is the name of the game. Ultimate dash GM.com ultimate football GM start your dynasty today. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible, releasing a ton of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find an episode from the latest, The League, available as a bonus episode on Locked On NFL, which also happens to be the home on YouTube of Peacock and Williamson. So make sure you're subscribed up to the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube. Narrated by Super Bowl champion and legendary smack talker Richard Sherman and sports broadcaster and rising star Taylor Rooks, The League is an eight-part docu-series about the most bizarre, inspirational, and unlikely stories connected to America's favorite sport, pro football. You won't want to miss these untold stories spanning from the 1940s all the way through present day. Each story offers equal parts history, entertainment, and social commentary. Head over to Locked On NFL for a bonus episode of The League or catch the full series wherever you get your podcasts. Available now, Audible. Get in the game. Zach Wilson looks like he's going to start again for the New York Jets Thursday, Matt. Thursday night, the Jets at 7-7 seven and seven are hosting the 6-8 and eight Jaguars. And looking at this matchup between those 2021 first and second overall picks, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Mike White had won that job, but he's banged up. And on a short week, it doesn't look like he's going to get back and be able to play in this game. Um, the line here is even, which is very yeah. interesting. And thanks to the folks at, at Bet Online for sponsoring the podcast. And we always find our lines at Bet Online. It's a pick 'em game here. The Jaguars clearly, I think, are playing the best football, are getting the best quarterback play. Uh, but that little home field bump for the Jets, is that enough for you? Really torn on this one. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad it's a standalone game that we will all be focusing on. I I am so impressed with Lawrence, and I think he's the next great one, as many do. And I think one of his best attributes is he's going to take what you give him, you know, and that's rare for a young guy. Oh, you're, you're, it's, today's going to be an Evan Ingram day. Last week's a Zay Jones day. It's always kind of a Kirk day, you know, I mean, but the Jets don't give you anything. I mean, their corners are so good. Their pass rush is so good. Short week at home. I think the key is going to be will Lawrence and especially Zach Wilson be patient and be happy punting and maybe the first one to 15 wins. I mean, I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. Jets don't run the ball well at all, but they're kind of equal teams. Jags are playing better. They have the better quarterback, but the short week at home thing makes me take the Jets. Yeah, short week at home, not great. It's probably going to be cold, but it doesn't look like crazy yeah. weather or anything like that in New York. I think it's easier to go to cold weather and play than to go to Florida, to be honest with you, in December. Maybe. Used to cold weather and go to like something really warm and muggy. Uh, if it is, you know, warm at that time of year in uh, in in Florida, but um, it's not that tough of a trip. I just I just really like the Jaguars here. And so if it's a pick them, I just think the Jaguars can win this game. I don't like betting on the away Thursday night teams. But, man, I just haven't seen anything from Zach Wilson. I mean, I guess there were signs last week with Zach Wilson. Yeah. He started out the game pretty well. And you look at his numbers overall, and they don't look bad. And he had 300 yards passing and a couple touchdowns. But, you know, some late really bad throws, bad interceptions. Like, you know, Trevor Lawrence, the way he's playing and – I think you laid it out there, which is really interesting, which is part of the growth of Trevor Lawrence, which is part of the growth of a lot of young 
quarterbacks is taking the layups and mm-hmm. utilizing things like your tight end. And we're seeing recently a big uptick the last few weeks of usage for Evan Ingram. And I think that's really important for your quarterback. It's important for great quarterbacks, it's especially important for young quarterbacks. So can you take the layups? Can you play within yourself? Then hit the big plays when they're there. And that's what we're seeing a lot of from Trevor Lawrence. So uh, I got, it's a pick them. I got to go Jaguars, even though I don't like the short week Thursday road teams uh i'm i think the this is where we see the jets start to fall off and we see the jaguars really make that push to get into the tournament yeah i don't have a lot else to add except for the jags left tackle robinson is out for the year not that he's a superstar but against this front that concerns me a little bit and wilson did zach wilson did play well um he also is i I think his receivers bailed him out here and there too i mean garrett wilson is a stud in the making you know and i think that was helpful but yeah, he'll cause problems too. So I By think way, it's a really I close love that the, the they 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 utilize Zach Wilson with the the pro day throw. Do you remember his famous pro day throw where he's rolling left, throws the ball uh, deep into the right? Yeah, he, he he threw he made that throw in the last game. So that to was almost good. win the game or almost yeah, put them so in position. Yeah, maybe they should. <laughs> uh, maybe they should, you know, game plan around Zach Wilson's pro day because he's such a trick shot artist you know and stop asking him to do the easy stuff that, that he hasn't really developed into yet you talk about not taking the layups i mean that guy yeah. I, 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 you said it's like I, I i describe zach wilson like he's playing horse you know on a basketball court like it has to be nothing but net or i'm going to shoot it from the third row or i'm going to get up on the porch and make this hoop instead of just taking yeah. the layup you know like like you make it so much harder than it has to be Oh, no doubt. And I, we're seeing it from Justin Fields. We're seeing it from a lot of young quarterbacks. So it's not mm-hmm. just Zach Wilson, maybe, but the other quarterbacks were starting to see that growth in year two. Haven't quite seen that yet from Zach Wilson. Yeah. This will be a good game. It'll be fun. I always like the storylines of the, you know, the draft picks. And I wonder if, if, yeah. if Zach Wilson's got that chip on his shoulder. I should have been the number one overall pick, you know, that kind of thing. All I'm right. Sure we, there's we, a, a link. Yes. More. Uh, tons more games here that have playoff implications, and and a lot of these games have you know especially wild card teams really trying to battle their way in. There's a lot of these games this week, Matt, that have a team that has already secured a playoff spot playing against a team that's really fighting for that playoff spot. And there's one in Minnesota with the 11 and three Vikings coming off their miraculous comeback last week, uh, hosting the New York Giants, the eight five and one New York Giants on Christmas Eve, who came off a big win in their own right on their quest for a playoff spot in a wild card berth, beating the Washington Commanders last week. So this is an interesting game. Uh, Minnesota favored by four at home. The Giants can do uh, the Giants by winning the game last week gave themselves a, I think it's 88% chance to make the playoffs versus what would have been around a 30% chance to make the playoffs if they lost. So a win here really nine, five and one puts them in a great spot. Yeah. These are like the, the one score game champions of the world. You know, like, it is. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're very different in the way they're constructed. I mean, the giants would kill for Justin, Je- they'd kill for KJ Osborne. I, I mean, so I don't know. I know the Giants can't exploit a really bad Vikings pass defense. I think that's a really tough environment to play. But boy, I mean, these play these teams just play one score games time and time again. I'm going to lay the points here, but I seem to do this every week. And I say the exact same thing. I seem to do this every week, but I'm still going to pick against the Giants because they're going to come back to earth and they never do. (laughs) He might be my coach of the year vote. I mean, even over like. Sirianni, who's only lost one game. I mean, to, to be in the playoffs with this bad a roster is rather remarkable in New York. 
just knowing how these teams play, it's going to be a one score game. Is mm-hmm. it a three point game or is it a seven point game? Six point <laughs> right, game, something right. like that. So I'm going to say it's Vikings by three, which means I get that extra point if I'm betting on the Giants. I, you know, I, I don't think that's a great bet when you're like, okay, I think the road team is going to only lose by three. But uh, that's the way I feel about this game. So give me the Giants and give me the points. Not that it's really influencing my pick. I am going to stick with the Giant or the Vikings, but it is noteworthy. That kind of goes without saying, but the majority of games this week are going to be a day less, you know, preparation. You know, all these Saturday games, maybe that favors the home team just a little more this week than usual. And maybe I'm looking too much into the the psychology of the game, but the Giants really fighting for that playoff spot and the Vikings had their big comeback last week and already secured the North. Maybe there's a, it's a letdown game for the Vikings. Could be. I mean, you kind of said that about the Raiders too. I mean, it's right. very possible, especially on a short week, it's fresh on your mind, you know. The Seattle Seahawks are one of those teams vying for the wild card in the NFC. And in a similar situation, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who have clinched a playoff spot at 11 and 3, are hosting the 7 and 7 Seahawks. And for teams like the Seahawks and the Lions at 7 and 7, they've got to make up an extra half a game on teams like Washington and New York, who have that tie on their record. So. We dig it into Seahawks Chiefs now. I thought we were yes, yeah, sorry, Seahawks okay. Chiefs here, and the Chiefs yeah. at home were favored by uh, ten online by like ten points. Yeah, Lockett's out. I think that's really disabling for Seattle. I mean they, that they haven't run the ball well, but Metcalf and Lockett are really dangerous and complement each other so well. I do think Seattle has come down to earth a little bit, but Kansas City's thirty second in DVOA on special teams. Their defense is well below average you know they had kind of a dogfight against houston last week like they're a little down right now i mean to be favored by 10 over a respectable team seems like a lot but i'm still going to lay it in kansas city i don't like it though yeah i I don't like it either uh the kansas city could definitely blow out the seahawks but um they just the, the Seahawks just play too good, and, and I think mm-hmm. they play to their opponents in a lot of ways. And their seven to seven record would be testament to that. Ten points, just a little much here for the Seahawks. I think they keep it a little bit closer. Of course, the the Chiefs are favored by a reason, but give me ten points here for those Seattle Seahawks, even on, on a road game here Saturday, Christmas Eve. Give me Seattle, and I'll take those points. Yeah, I, I certainly see that side of it. I, I wouldn't touch it. I think Seattle can certainly keep it close. I don't love how Kansas City's playing right now. All right, next, the rest of our six-pack for Week 16. Talked about another 7-7 team in the NFC, the Detroit Lions. Uh, There is Eagles and Cowboys. Gardner Minshew leading those Eagles. Can they clinch the one seed with their backup quarterback and an injured Jalen Hurts? Next. This holiday, find what you love at Total Wine & More. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite single-barrel bourbon. Or maybe that uh, mezcal or, you know, just a nice bottle of bubbly, something you want to bring over for the holidays or the perfect gift for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide if you need it. And all with the confidence of knowing you found something special for the lowest price. Love what you find only at Total Wine and more curbside pickup and delivery is available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Make sure you drink responsibly and be 21. All right. This is your team, Matt. You, you have become the official driver of the uh, the Restore the Roar. Is that what they say over there in Detroit with the, uh, so, yeah, yeah. With the Detroit Lions? They Roaring are into the playoffs. Seven. 
And look, the Panthers at five and nine aren't in a great spot, but they're not mathematically eliminated either in that division in the NFC South. Detroit on the road favored, according to Bet Online, by two and a half. I've done so much Panthers research in the last week because that's who the Steelers just played. And I had I have great respect for the Panthers defense, but it didn't come to play last week. But the whole key to stopping Carolina is just stopping the run. And they don't have dynamic backs, but they run and run and run and run and run. Can the Lions defense do that? I understand it's improved, but that's what it has to be to win this game. I'm going to say yes. I think they sell out to stop the run. I really like how Goff and that offense are playing. So I will take the Lions here. I don't, obviously, weather's not going to be an issue in Carolina. So, you know, I, I always kind of worry about the Lions if the weather's going to be bad. Nice job by the Carolina Panthers and, and Sam Darnold coming back. And, and, and what a wild story that has been with the quarterback situation for the Panthers and interim coach and, you know, saving face a little bit, playing a little bit better ball. But this Detroit Lions team is hot. They're playing better on defense. They can score on the offensive side of the ball. They started out one at six, but they're six and one since. This is a different team than we saw at the beginning of the year. And I'm going to treat them as such. And I think they're going to win this one by uh, by a wide margin. So I'm giving up. Uh, I'm giving up the two and a half easy and, and they're going to win by much more than a field goal. Uh, on Saturday more I think about it the more I think more comfortable I am laying the points and that they could win this thing by double digits let's stick with the NFC theme here with the with the playoff teams and teams fighting their way in the commanders have that extra half a game at seven six and one over the Seahawks and the Lions at seven and seven but they're in San Francisco facing the 49ers this week and the best defense in the NFL the Niners according to bet online favored by seven points at home here at 10 and four they clinched the West Last week, um, the Commanders lost a tough one against the Giants last week, and uh, the, the Commanders still have to do some work, even though they have that half game and that 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 tie on their record. This might not be the great greatest week for, for Taylor Heineke and uh, the Commanders' offense, though, to, to get one of those wins, so they might have to win a couple games down the stretch after this game. I like the 49ers, and uh, from what I've seen recently with the Niners, and I've kind of been not as bullish on the Niners just because some of the lines I'm thinking, oh man, you know, rookie quarterback, seventh rounder. I've seen enough from, from Brock Purdy. He, he's been awesome. And it, it had, the train is still rolling for the 49ers and teams just can't score them. So to me, I, I think they can they win this one by seven or more. I, I really like the Niners on paper here. I tend to agree. I mean, I like Washington's weapons or pass catchers and they're going to try to run the football a lot. Still, I think Heineke throws a couple to the other team and forces things. And this team's so aggressive and, you know, lackluster arm and a big heart of Heineke could turn into a pick six or two, <laughs> you know, just line a lot of hits, fumbles in the pocket. And I think the Niners obviously cause problems offensively, you know, who guards Kittle and all those guys. I, I don't know that I'm totally on board with Purdy yet, but he has been really, really good. And I don't see a distinct quarterback advantage here. I, I think one of the comps originally for Brock Purdy was yeah, some Taylor Heineke to him. You know, I can see that yeah. a little bit, kind of make some plays, something to him, some toughness and and some grit. Um, and, and so yeah, there's definitely. I, I don't think you know you would think oh a rookie seventh round pick the other team's going to have a quarterback advantage. I don't necessarily think that's the case. And so when you look at the rest of the teams, I just really like the 49ers in this one. Chase Young though, do we have any uh, hard information on Chase Young finally coming back? I think he's scheduled to play. You know, they he's off IR. So that was a couple of weeks ago, but he hasn't dressed. And you know, watching that game Sunday night, they implied that, you know, next week he'll be back. I, I don't know. It's been a long time. Latest I'm seeing is 
they want him back. They're still not sure yet, so we'll see. Okay, we'll see how much we'll he practices this week. But. That might help. I don't think that would change it completely for me, but that would absolutely help the commanders down the stretch. And, and you want him to be, you know, a hundred percent healthy and, and be, you know, a beast off the edge for you, which we haven't really seen in his career. So I don't know if it should make that much of a difference yet, anyway, because mm-hmm. you know he's shown flashes, but he hasn't been quite that guy yet, and partially because you know coming off a major injury too now. Yeah, I would bet he plays twenty snaps on third downs. You know that type of thing. Gardner Minshew and the Philadelphia Eagles are at the Dallas Cowboys with a chance to clinch the one seed in the NFC with a win. Gardner Minshew just has to win one game, even if he plays out the rest of the regular season. Can he do it against the Cowboys in their house at the star? Dallas at home favored by four and a half. I'll take the points. I mean, you're going to give the Eagles four and a half against anyone, and I have great respect for Hurts. That's not a knock on him, but I think Minshew's more than adequate behind a phenomenal offensive line. Dallas has stumbled a little bit lately. Um, you know, the Eagles are phenomenal with turnover differential, causing turnovers, protecting the ball. Dak's been turning it over here and there. I'll take the points, but I think Dallas wins the game like 21-20, but I think the Eagles stick around and make this really close. Yeah, I don't think I'd swing it all the way to four and a half for me. Yeah, right. Uh, and I think Gardner Minshew is one of the better backups in the league, and there's still a lot of talent on that on that team on both sides of the ball. Good offensive line. They can still run the ball. And Gardner Minshew can, is a professional quarterback and get the ball out to the playmakers there, which they have with the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, I like the Eagles to, to clinch here and win this one straight up, but definitely taking the points here at four and a half in Dallas. 100%. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Make sure you check out the rest of what the network has to offer. Your team is covered on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt and I will be back previewing the rest of still some really good ones, playoff implications for both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day right here Peacock and Williamson.